Hi guys, so Randy here for the earnings season podcast. Um, and just with a quick message slash reminder, what you're about to hear or see, depending on if you're listening to this or watching it on YouTube, um, is a conversation between myself, Danai, and a really great guest of ours. It was such a good conversation. We had it go as long as we could. It was pretty long. I didn't want to bore you guys too much with it, just in case it was too much to take in. Um, so we chopped it in the middle. And so you're listening to the first part of a conversation with a legend. I won't spoil it anymore for you. I just wanted to give you that heads up and um, look out for part two coming up soon. I must also point out that, yes, we did have some sound issues in this one. I think mostly me. Um, apologies for that. It's a little hard to hear in some parts, but you can get the gist of what I'm saying. Uh, and it's pretty clear. And more importantly, you can hear Danai clearly. You can hear our guest clearly. So listening, enjoy. And if you like it, if you're listening, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, um, Give us five stars, leave a review. It really goes a far away for us. If you're watching it on YouTube, give us a thumbs up, you know, share it with somebody. Uh, if you're listening in any other podcast app, you know, listen and enjoy. See that nice little donate button there? Click it. So a donation away. If it's one dollar, one dollar from PayPal, we love it. It'll help Danai buy that Jeep, maybe. Or it might just help us have our more consistent episodes. Who knows? Anyway, thanks again. And look out for part two coming up soon. And more things from us. I'm out. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Earnings Season. As always, the show that is about business, stocks, investing, and whatever else that I have on our mind. Yeah. Um, and as always, we usually have either some really good ideas we would like to think, or some really good ideas and some really good guests. This week is another week with a really good guest. Uh, yeah, a huge one. A huge one for us. If it's so excited, it's because it, it, I, I don't think legend is too too big a um, word for this one. He's oh, We've spoken about him so much. <laughs> yeah, right? Many, many times. But before we talk about him, let's... If you're investing in Jamaica, then you know his name. There we go. So before we talk about him, let's talk about two names that you may not know, which is myself. I'm Randy at RTU on Twitter. And I'm Dana at Asian on Twitter. And this is earnings season. And this week, we don't want to waste any time. We want to bring in our guests very, very quickly. The one and only somebody who I suspect you guys may have heard about. Mm-hmm. John Jackson, the, the legendary... I don't know what to call him, investor, chairman, CEO. Um, these days, I've been calling myself a, a retail investor advocate. Um, and I think the closest we've seen to something like that outside of maybe a legend like Mr. Staple uh, and Ralph Chen back in the day would be John Jackson. So welcome to earning season, Sir Jackson. How are you? I'm fine, and thanks for having me. All right. So, yeah, man, we're very, very, very happy to have you here. So. Uh, I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> There's so many things. I always try to start off with the thanks, you know, because it's easy to forget the thanks when you get into the excitement. Mm-hmm. We sh- I-, I should thank him. Then I know we have a whole lot of thanks for this gentleman. Oh, definitely. <laughs> he has managed a few of our companies and made us quite a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He uh, too. He, he's led the way in terms of the information that will bridge the gap between something you're looking at and an investment in the thing you're looking at. Correct. Um, and I think for many people, especially in the earlier days of starting out, not, so now it's a lot easier with how the stock market is, mm-hmm. but in the earlier days of starting out, you really didn't have that many resources. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I read IC Insider before I knew who John Jackson was. It was just what I read. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and you just know the name. So it, 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 in terms of as a regular retail investor, kind of, especially in the early hard days when there's no no people talk about yo the only thing is for the big man now back then if you weren't going to the broker with a lot of money 
you, you are on your own. So this is probably one of the very first resource places that you could get some information from as a regular person. So let me thank you very much for that, sir, John Jackson. You've helped me make quite a few millions. You're on the <laughs> thank you list. You're very high on the thank you list. So thank you very, very much. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, man. Um, and you are... I don't know. I have your, your, your kudos here, but I don't even know where to begin. I don't think they're enough. You're on a bunch of boards. Um, you were part of the early wave of showing what the junior market could do with JetCon. Yeah, I got quite a few little hits for that one because that was one of the companies. And that's one of my first transformative experiences, seeing something that's good, seeing something that is a practical, obvious business, and then talking to my my advisors about it yeah and and being told i'll never forget the sentence use car you really have put your money in a used car <laughs> and the person that said that to me was driving a used car was driving a used car <laughs> drove home that day in a used car in traffic full of used cars but couldn't see the value of a business a used car business being listed and i remember jetcon being a little bit of a turning point for me in realizing that wait one you can't really listen to what people are saying because they don't really know. Two, if you can see actual value and see a business that projects and puts out actual value to the, to the, to the shareholders, you don't need anybody other than the share price to justify what you know. Mm -hmm. um, it, was a very, it was a very transformative moment for me. Um, and I actually lose a friend over it. He stopped talking to me when JetCon passed 70%. <laughs> Literally, he said, he said, he said, he was, you will see your money is going to burn up. And when he passed 20%, I said, what's up? Because I know at that point, 20% was a big deal for him. 50% in stop talk, 70% in delete the contact. <laughs> and it went on, it went on to over 100%. I mean, I, I don't own a lot of JetCon, no, but I mean, you know, it, it, it has really varied it has moved up and down. In the year after JetCon. Was it JetCon listed when 2016? That's correct. Yes. yes. I invest, I started, so I started working at an investment firm in 2016. So I think it was after it listed, I started working. It was summer. Mm. I started investing at the start of 2017. And my whole story that I did a bad play with cable and wires because I heard somebody else talking about cable. So my whole thought was just investing in cable and wires because people talking about it. Lost money there, um, save up more money and put it into the market. And I went to the JetCon and I did really well there. And that that was a that was a change because it was no longer about listening to what other people are saying, but more about looking at the company, looking at the numbers, and saying this makes sense. And mm -hmm. market proved me right. <laughs> so one of the things the 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 story that 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 Randy made remind me of my pastor at Saint Andrew mm -hmm. Parish Church. Mm -hmm. So in the early days, he said that he followed recommendations I wrote and bought shares. And from the shares he sold, I was able to buy his house. And his fellow pastors told him before he did, he, he did that, that he was going to lose his shirt. So in the final analysis, he, he, he did what he had to do mm -hmm. and, and was happy for the, the information that he gleaned and he moved on. But um, the reality is that in, in, in many cases, we have to make decisions. And, and the issues I constantly remind people of 
is that Pan, Pan Am Airlines and, and Eastern Airlines um, and others were high-flying companies in their heyday. Um, but where are they today? So that the concept of buying stocks and holding on to them forever is not necessarily a good, a good um, investment posture to take. Mm-hmm. Um, because like people, companies' fortunes fluctuate from time to time. Mm-hmm. And that's something to bear in mind. The other factor wow. that, that is of import that I learned um, some years ago when I attended a seminar in the United States is the, the virtue of diversifying one's portfolio. Mm. The virtue of reviewing your portfolio on an ongoing basis. And sometimes mm-hmm. you trim back some of the investments if they get out of line mm-hmm. and try and maintain a more balanced portfolio. So if one investment doesn't perform, as in your case, um, then I, you apparently bought one stock. But if you had actually bought a series of stock, maybe the cable and wireless would not have performed, but others probably could have performed and, and, and you would have been well ahead of the game. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And I love it's, a, it's a reminder those for those people who invested a lot of money in cash plus and OLED. Um, and, yeah. you know, forget about the, the actual type of investment. Mm-hmm. Um, if the principle, if they had followed that principle, they, they might have lost money, but many of them would not have lost as much as they end up losing. Um, because they would not have put a significant amount of their wealth into into, into either of them or, or the various ones that were available at the time. So yeah. the same principle applies then, applies now, and it applies. It, you, it may cause you to make less profit from an investment or investments, but it's very, you know, life is a one of balances. And sometimes you can gamble. And I, I, um, I had a discussion with a broker the other day one overseas, and he said, well, if the investment that he made, he had actually bought options, if the investment he made had paid off, uh, I would be praising them. And I said, the way I would have looked at it is that, yes, I'll commend you for actually delivering the profits, but I would berate you nevertheless for violating the principle that we had actually set out, that don't take excessive unnecessary risk because sometimes it pays off and other times it can be disastrous mm. Mm. i like that so we we are I, I like that you bring in this point because we on this podcast and i think in our own investment um Circle. yeah we, we are we're not huge proponents of diversification necessarily but Diversification, you need yes. this. I usually hear diversification thrown out as something to be done for the sake of diversifying and not as a reason. I really respect it, Mitchell. It's not people yes. diversify because they hear that they should diversify and not necessarily because. So, they after they find that they over diversify, they spread it way thin for no So, they pick up stocks that they necessarily they don't necessarily believe in because I need to be diversified. <laughs> so, I find a lot of that. Well, the point is that you know, is there's nothing that says that you have to own stocks. I mean, if the market, if you, you're not convinced that there are good opportunities in the market, mm-hmm. then one way of diversifying is to reduce your exposure in the market and put the funds on 
in cash or in some other form of investment until you're satisfied that the market is is um, conducive for you to or for one to invest mm -hmm. and, and, and expands, expand one's investment in, in the market. I agree, I agree. So that you, we may have, I mean, you know, you can, one may take the view that, okay, I believe Bank of Nova Scotia or NCB, whatever it is, have a long-term future and I'm prepared to buy into it and leave it irrespective of what the fortunes may be. But then if you if you only have 10% of your wealth or 5%, whatever the figure is in NCB, if it, if it evaporates, then you only, you only stand to lose 10%. You lose 5 or 10%. And, and that's a general right. principle. It's, a, it's like buying a house or a car and you're insuring it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you may never get into, I've, in my driving experience, I've not had I've not had an accident that I am being, in, being responsible for. Mm -hmm. right. Me either. But but the law requires you to insure the thing. And, 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 and you never know when you may actually make a mistake and, 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 and hurt or damage somebody else's property. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that is true. And as somebody was damaged, thankfully nobody else, but I have damaged some property from being a young and stupid driver um, in the past, in the fire part. The insurance, that's a, that sort of risk management and mitigation is key. Now, what I, I like that you're mentioning it because we have a lot of new people coming to the market now. One of the things I want to talk about is how you feel about the market now. And it's good to hear this kind of view because like I know that what Dana and I do, we tend to be at the forefront of the risk, right? We will, we're the people who will put everything in one stock and we'll do the research. So don't get me wrong, we're, we're proponents of Buffett's theory, which is you don't put all, well, put all the eggs <laughs> in one basket. Well, you watch that basket. <laughs> watch that basket very, very closely. So we're doing that. But then also we have the kind of lives that allow that, right? None of us have children, unless things have changed recently, than I. <laughs> <laughs> None of us have children. We're not married. Um, so we can afford to take on uh, a bit of risk. Some have some disposable income. So we can afford to take on a bit of risk. But we, but we I mean, even I as risk, whatever the opposite of risk averse is, but I'm actually pretty risk averse. Mm -hmm. But even I still diversify. Um, but I don't preach it because needless diversification has gotten so popular. Mm -hmm. So I like that what you have done. And if you've seen it, if anybody look on IC Insider, guys, check out. I, I can give him a free plug. It's a free ad. Check out icinsider.com. He has years of what you call your top 10 picks. Do I have that right, Ron? Yes. And, and those are, well, you know what we've always said, Danai, this is the perfect answer. I said, I would love to have a conversation with him to know what the hell makes up these picks. So mm -hmm. you, can start, you, can, you can tell us there, Dan, what, what, what makes up these picks? What do you so, think? It's a simple, simple, um, simple computation. Mm -hmm. the, and I'll tell you the history of it. Back in early, sometime in the 1990s, mm -hmm. I felt I needed to focus on making some money. And I remember getting up one, it was a Sunday morning, early Sunday morning, could have been three, four o'clock in the morning. And I got mm -hmm. the idea, go on my laptop and create a spreadsheet and start to wrap the stocks based on the earnings and therefore the potential gains. And um, that year, I came up, the, the rankings threw up Panjam, 
and First Life as the two top stocks with potential gains of 400%. Okay. And I said to myself, but nobody, nobody buys those stocks. They're not popular and what have you. So I think I bought the number three stocks. We did number three stock, yeah, which did pretty well. Mm-hmm. But Panjam and First Life did the best in that year. And um, what I found is that it, 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 it removed the, the matter of, of um, individual preference for likeness for particular stock mm-hmm. and allowed me to focus on the performance of the companies. And uh, so it eliminated that 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 um, bias that one might have to one company or the other. Yeah. Uh, and I just found that it worked like a charm, uh, and my performance increased consider- considerably as a result. So mm-hmm. we did further studies to indicate that, and we have some work in over thirty odd years of the history of the market that says that the top ten stock. Only about twenty percent of those stocks repeat in a subsequent year, and in fact, the worst performing stocks of a particular year tend to outperform in the other stocks year. in the subsequent year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's 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 a consistent bit of data going way back thirty or forty years. Um, I don't know if anybody has. In this country, have actually done that exercise, but it just—it's just a phenomenal, consistent um, feature of the market. You're talking, I, you're, talking to, you're talking to at least you're talking to somebody who has done that sort of thing. I'm gone about forty years, but I've gone back pretty far and looked at those links. And you're correct; there is a phenomenal, um, <laughs> phenomenal, consistent history of of what how the so the person who hands on to stop because they like it and because it did well last year. Um, I like to find that that stock and because and if we bear in mind, what are the factors that drive stocks? Profits and interest rates. Basically, those are the only two factors over time um, that really determine what the value of stocks are. Over, over uh, a series of years? Well, even in the medium term, a year or two. Right, it, okay. it comes back okay. to P ratio, yeah. but it, but primarily, yeah. but it, it's a combination of what profits are doing, and where interest rates are, where interest rates are likely to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, in a country where the typical company is not going to grow profits more than twenty or thirty percent per annum, in a market where stocks have gone up two three hundred percent in a year, mm-hmm. what that performance is doing is discounting most if not all of the undervaluation of the stock because they would have to come with another 100 200% growth in profits mm-hmm. to be not able to continue that that growth performance and therefore you move from stocks that have performed very well because it often in most cases they have underperformed for a period of time um, relative to their true true value and they come because what i what what one observe is that there's a rotation and the people tend to where stocks are attractive to the majority of investors 
everybody is like honey. Bees flock to honey, right? Um, probably less so to pollens. And, and, um, and so the crowd goes after the ones that are popular. And the ones that are not popular are left to languish. And the people who understand those things can look and say, okay, I am prepared to, 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 to buy those stocks that are not as attractive to the mainstream investors um, and, and just wait for the payoff. Uh, it's like, like QWI, which we spoke about last night. Um, mm -hmm. Q, QWI is the second best, I think, performing main market stock this year. Mm -hmm. um, so far, so far this year. Yeah, so far, early in the year, but it's, well, it's up, it's up uh, fifty, up, it's up fifty percent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, stunt, a little. Let's go, let's go. <laughs> and, and, and that's not a bad performance with less than two months of the year to go. I agree. Yeah, um, that's, not, that's not a bad performance. Let's give you your, your flowers. The but, market in its greatest year did not rise. 50%. Mm -hmm. uh, 2019, the market rose 31%. 2020, the market fell negative, I think, 12-something percent. So to be up 50-odd percent right after... 20, what, 20, the, the main market was up, was down 23 20, or 24% or thereabout. Yes. Um, and the junior market just about 21% down. So yeah. um, the, at the moment, the main market index or indices are down. Mm -hmm. um, just over 1%, the junior market is up 7.5%. Mm -hmm. um, so the point is that the tendency is in, in markets is for people, especially when you have an influx of new investors. Mm -hmm. um, are, many of them are looking for instant gains. And sometimes those, well, in, in an era where people have been brought to the market through IPOs, and in, in, in 90 or 80, 90 percent of those IPOs have actually gone on to record strong gains. Mm -hmm. um, that is very enticing to people. You know, when you make your first investment and it pays off very well, it, 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 you're almost sold on the virtues of the market. Mm -hmm. and, um, and therefore, when a stock doesn't perform, um, people, and, and, and rightly so in many instances, get rid of it and, and um, cut your losses and move to another one. The unfortunate thing is that many people in cutting losses, in my view, don't go about it the correct way. The way to cut losses at times is to look for an alternate investment that you can actually recover from. And that makes it easy for you to, to, to cut your losses and, and recognize at a fairly early stage that the thing is not likely to bounce back in the medium term. But when you cut your losses at the end of the day, when the market, when the stock or the market has actually bottomed out mm -hmm. um, and about to rise, that's just a bad, <laughs> a bad, a bad way to go about investment. And if you look, if you looked at um, QWI shares, it started to inch up from the technical indicators pointed that it was going to go up from sometime the latter part of the summer months. Um, it started to it consolidate, started to consolidate. And started to move slowly upwards. So, the so those are those are some lessons that, and it takes time to learn them. And 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 the best will in the world is not a it's not a science. It's an art of thought, and you have to try and touch out where what 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 can be helpful to people. But the average person is not going to avail themselves of that. 
is the whole matter of technical analysis, which can tell you, I mean, we have written, and you probably might have seen it, about the market, the junior market was in a, in, at the beginning of a bull market, um, the latter part of last year. Um, mm -hmm. The technical indicators, the Golden Cross pointed to us fairly strong rally for the market. Um, and based on the early days of this year, um, it suggests the market will probably go up to four, over 4,000 points by the end of, of, of the year. Um, but at least it should be well into the 3,000 odd points shortly uh, once the, the, the earning season is over and people digest those numbers. So for the, I have a lot of beginners who listen to this, so let me just do a quick translate. <laughs> yeah, so I could translate pretty much what, what John is saying there, and you can correct me if I've been wrong, John, is that he, he has looked and he has studied the market for so many years that you, you eventually develop a sort of innate understanding for what certain events indicate will happen, right? And when you do that for a marketing time, they call it technical trading. So that's, a, that's trading on the technicals. And you mentioned something there, the golden cross, I think. Yes. Yeah. What was the Golden Cross? What's the Golden Cross that you see for the Jamaica market? The Golden Cross for so the junior market is is um, the short term moving average of the market, mm -hmm. um, crossing over the medium term. So, mm -hmm. in, in in the one that I've plotted, well, I use twenty day moving average, very short averages. Mm -hmm. um, so the the the, the I think we have 50 days, 45, 50 days, which is roughly two months. Um, crossed over the longer term 120 day moving average, and that mm -hmm. took place somewhere in around November, October, November. And and the and the and the 120 day is in the process of crossing over the long term um, 240 day moving average. Um, and the last time that that happened, the market went up some like five, six hundred points. Um, mm -hmm. So, so it's not so much a matter of the history of the market. I, um, I, I've, I try to, to play to do for, forex trading, and very critical part of forex trading is technical analysis. Where you have to just, you can do fundamental, but that's not the, fun, the, the, the basic aspect of, mm -hmm. of forex trading because forex, the market moves. Um, regularly throughout the day and over a period of time it moves up. But you can there are signals in terms of of um uh I'm trying to remember the candlestick movements and those things mm -hmm. that have coded messages in them and mm -hmm. gives you some indication if you understand it where the things are gonna go. It's also there's also the matter of of trend lines. Mm -hmm. Um I mean in the US market one of the things a stock that I that hit me very forcibly was Netflix, where Netflix is is into a trend line, a channel. Um, a channel is a, is two trend lines, the so top one and the bottom one, which provides support and resistance. So it, the bottom one provides support, so it hits it, and it will bounce off. Mm -hmm. And the top one prov provides resistance, and. Mm -hmm. And the investors have been trading. The overall market is going up, but mm -hmm. in between the going up, mm -hmm. this stock is bouncing. It's hitting the bottom support, mm -hmm. and they drive it just before results are out or after. They hit it down, and and um, 
and you get this pattern that, that many people are at it regularly. Mm. Pick up, and if you if you're good at it, you buy on the low and sell on the high. Mm. <laughs> Quite so. so the market may go up fifty percent, but you can multiply your your capital significantly if you can be alert to some of those movements that's, and those trends. That's correct. Um, so that's the issue. The, 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 sorry, the the, the the element of the of the technical analysis that it tells you. I mean, when we, when I see Insider wrote in 2015, I think, September thereabout, mm -hmm. that the market was going to break out. Um, it's not until April 2016, where Mayberry, when Mayberry had some conference, mm -hmm. that out of that conference came the message that the market was, was going to rally or something. But the rally started three, four, five months before. The signal was there five months before. So the average person only hear about the market when it hits the headline mm -hmm. um, in some shape or form. That boy, the stock has gone up five, 50% and that one 100%. But the, the, the seed and the genesis of it uh, was laid months before. Mm -hmm. And the same thing applies to the main market. Main market is struggling now, but the indicators are that in a month or two, the the golden cross is going to take hold and 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 you see people are looking at p ratio of 20 and 25 in a number of cases and considering that high as i said to a, a the chairman of a of a some listed company um last year i think or year before last and he thought that they he said that the, he felt the, the prices were overvalued and i said no um for one, many people have been historically at what their earnings historically have been, rather than looking futuristically at what is likely yeah. to come. And I say, when you have interest rates, and you see the same situation in the states where they talk about the average PE ratio in the states of 15 or 20, but when you have a company that's growing profits at 50% per annum or 100% per annum, and interest rates are virtually zero. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or let's call it 1%. A P ratio of 100 is not, if you believe that those interest rates are sustainable over some period of time, um, a number of years, then buying profits at 100 times earning is, 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 is equivalent to putting your money in the bank. And um, well, it's better because mm -hmm. <laughs> if the profits are going up 100% per annum, the profits are going to go up next year and the stock will mm -hmm. keep on rising. So um, where we have interest rates in Jamaica with treasury bill rates on the 1%, yep. um, 20% for stock is a giveaway. And what people are likely to recognize in some years on the road is that a stock at 20 times earnings was probably best steal. Uh, because the P ratios, if the present economic conditions remain, where interest rates remain pretty low, um, you will find that what are the alternatives? Do you want to hold cash money and earn 2 or 3 or 4% or 5%, whatever the figure is, and be taxed on it? Or do you rather own in, we think or use it as an example, that the profit may grow at 20% or 25% per annum and increasingly pay you 
more and more dividends each and every year. Um, it's, 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 it's a no-brainer. So your choices are, do you go to real estate? So what one is going to, going to find is that real estate prices are going to go through the roof mm -hmm. um, and likely become a social issue as more and more people are pushed further and further away from the center of, of economic activity to live further and further afield and wake up like if you live in New York, you, you, you take you one hour or two hours to get to work and two hours yeah. back because well, you live where you to live. Yeah, that's funny. You're saying that, that conversation is actually very it's fresh. Current, fresh right now, as in people are arguing online. Almost, see, I don't know if you're, do you use your Twitter at all? A little bit. Um, I've, I've seen one or two discussions on various things, but yeah. But you don't really follow it up day to day? No, I'm looking, I look at some of this, this stuff on, 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 on see some of the comments that some of the people I'm connected with uh, have to say. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I don't have a lot of people in, 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 the, in the thing that are stock market people. So I probably rely on my son-in-law to provide some. And that's <laughs> funny because there's a, there's an entire, um, there's a lot of people, like my, almost the only thing I do online now, and I have a few thousand people following me, is, is stocks. And there, there's a bit of a community there, and the community pays keen attention to what you say. Yes. Um, yeah, you discuss all the time, but that's true. You don't have to be there to be discussed. It's a good point. But I mentioned Twitter because the conversation recently has been around exactly what you price. predicted. Yep. Housing prices and it becoming a social issue. Mm -hmm. No, from our perspective, like I know, I understand why it's happening. It's a business, a human thing. If I get a house right now, if I get an apartment in New Kingston right now, I'm not going to sell it for $10 million just to say I'm helping poor people. I'm going to try and get as much money that I can get personally from it, right? And the real issue is that housing is sold by person. But if you if you sold it for ten million dollars to a poor person, that person is going to take it and sell it to because <laughs> he doesn't million dollars immediately. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the 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 state has a responsibility to provide and, and be a referee. Of things and they are, at the same time we have to rec recognize i mean one of the unfortunate things about kingston is that a lot of people want to live in kingston but we have half of kingston that is 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 um is dilapidated and the values are 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 down because nobody has really taken on a wholesale basis to try and deal with the black the urban blight that exists in the, in the country so mm -hmm. that we could we could create habitable space for many persons um, by by tackling the problem, which is another problem that can be easy to resolve. Um, one of the one of the recommendations which I'll make on your program, which I hope it goes forth, is that what we have done, we have distorted the system. We've created in the NHT um, that has heaped more cost on businesses um and the heat more cost because governments in the past felt that it was more important to pretend that they could help the poor um by taxing the society excessively and doing things that the private sector should do rather than allowing the system to self-balance yes and then you provide the resources social 
well-being for what the system cannot deliver. Mm -hmm. um, the NHT should not be there to be delivering housing and mortgages for people who are in a position to go to the regular building societies and seek loans. What, 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 what was important in the past is that the economic policies should have been geared to keeping interest rates and inflation and interest rates low so that people could go to the traditional um, lending agencies. It's just ridiculous that when you look at the banks and on, and on building societies, they are lending building society maybe 40, 45% of the resources that they have, and banks maybe up to 60, 60 odd percent at the moment. Um, but it, it, you look at Trinidad, the last time I looked at the bank, they were lending 80, 90% of the deposits that they had. So when you, when, you, when you distort the system in that way, what you're doing, you're, you're causing the people who are borrowed to be paying extra money for borrowing because the banks need to make a certain level of return mm -hmm. on investment. And they have to look to better the deposit um, rates and or hike the interest rates on loans. I mean, one of the ridiculous things that has happened in the country is that before we had this the economic crisis, NCB had a credit card and I think the interest rates were something like 18%. Yeah. Um, the rates, rates went up to, to 60 odd percent. And they're been stuck at 44 percent, and, yep. and, and we have a minister, a person was minister in, 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 in uh, was a minister at the time, talking about bank charges, etc. Where a lot of the people were using credit cards and could probably use credit cards um, to help them considerably, have found themselves into a major problem because they're borrowing money um, at four percent interest per month which is 70 or 80% per annum. And, and many of them cannot afford to, to support the credit cards. And some of them need it for, for emergency purposes. Um, so, those are, so those interest rates have remained stuck, although rates on normal loans are now down to 7-8%. Um, it's, it's just a crazy, a crazy situation that exists in the country. Mm -hmm. and, um, and nobody is doing anything about it at all. Yeah, so, mm. um, so there are lots of of things in society that requires attention, um, probably by the, the the government and maybe in some cases the opposition, who can actually come forth and identify things that are just not in the interests of the country or the people in the country. Mm -hmm. Because what what is going to happen? That those people who who, who utilize those facilities. Um, become very despondent and, 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 and you run into the problem that United States have run into where people, a certain group of persons who believe they have been disenfranchised and take it on themselves to, to, to try and right the wrong that they see. Right. That's true. And the system, can, I always say the system can never be beaten. That's the simple truth. And it's, <laughs> yeah, the system can never be beaten. The most happening is that... Yeah, but they can influence the system. They can influence exactly. the system. And then um, we have to try and influence the system. Yeah, and, that's and, what uh, you can't beat the system. You have to change the system. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's. I mean, that's. You know what? I feel like I've committed, like, let's say, interview sin because we're so excited that we jump straight into stocks with you, and I should have instead <laughs> should have instead jumped into really you, you who you are. So let me start with you. Who is John Jackson? Let me let me. I know it's like late, but we'll shift gears and we'll go there. Who is John Jackson really? The man. Who is John Jackson? The man that we know about. 
Um, that's an excellent, that's a good question. Uh, I, I hate to talk about myself. Um, <laughs> and, and I, when I go to speak, I ask people to speak minimally about me. Um, they, I'm just an ordinary Jamaican. Um, I, I, I am from a family that have some bright brothers and sisters. Um, I, I don't necessarily particularly regard myself as bright. What I, what I, what I find is that I, I observe certain things, and there are things that I'm interested in um, that intrigue me. And if I'm intrigued, I will go and find out a lot about, a lot about, about those things. Um, my, my family, like many, um, didn't have a lot of wealth, but they certainly had, had um, the understanding of the import of education. And um, if one gets educated, um, the world is open to us. And um, similar, my knowledge of investment, I've been drawn in my first interest was agriculture. And, and, and I actually, in high school, I did agricultural science. Um, yes. So, so um, that was where my interest lied. And, um, but eventually I, I morphed into, well, into accounting hmm. and then into, into investment. And, and I've always loved investment. My first investment was 10 Bank of Nova Scotia shares, which I bought mm. two pounds each at the time. And I think I doubled the money. Never knew anything about investment per se. Um, I think one of the next stock, stocks I bought was Montego Freeport. Um, bought it at 57, equivalent of 57 cents. I think mm -hmm. I sold it at a dollar 50 something. Again, one didn't have <laughs> lots of capital. <laughs> so it, 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 it's, it's on paper. But um, I've always been intrigued by what stocks could do. Mm -hmm. And then in, in the 1980s, I started to write on stocks um, and recognize ultimately that I didn't know as much as I thought I knew. <laughs> they said the Dunning-Kruger effect. That's the best thing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one of the best lessons they can get. Sorry? I think that's one of the best lessons they can get. Well, it, it forced me because Zagina invited me to, to start to write for them. Mm -hmm. And it forced me to do research into, into into companies and research into the economy and what have you. So I educated myself from 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 then, and I unearthed a series of marvelous investments: Lassels, Demacado, um, Jamaica Flour Mills, and others mm. that are just incredibly undervalued, and those are exposed to the general market. And the general market ultimately recognized um, the values that were there and drove them from nothing to something that was very incredible in value. So that, and it's, it, 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 it has forced me to continue to do research, which I like to do. I just love to do the research, examine financial statements, um, unearth 
um, nuggets that are there that the average person is not seeing. Um, and, and, you know, I'm intrigued to give you an example. The RGR, stock that is now top 10, top 15, um, you know, they have, they have gone ahead, they have cut costs. Um, the latest results are out. Um, the TV station segment of the market, the profits trumped considerably uh, in the December quarter. Um, nearly $400 million segment results there compared to, to a much smaller amount the year before. Um, and and um, and they've cut the, some of the costs in the operation this year, which I estimate about 200 million, seems to be redundancy cost. Mm -hmm. Right now, when you move from that situation and recognize that, <laughs> I just recognized this past week that whoa, you have two new launcher companies, and mm -hmm. one launcher company has had about six six or seven pages of ads in the paper. Mm -hmm. um, so that it means. Increased revenues for the Gleaner, and I presume for RGR itself, mm -hmm. uh, the TV station, TVJ, et cetera, et cetera, because mm -hmm. they are going to continue to be, you know, when you have competition, um, whether it be liquor, those type of things, it just means increased spending. All right, so we just come back from a small break. Um, I think, John, before the break, you were telling us about RGR. Yeah, I know you see it. I'm just picking up the gym. That's one of the examples of a gym you said that you pulled out. You noticed within your financials that you're making more profit now. And they did promise us a reorganization and a reworking of the group. And we've seen that. We've seen a new chairman come in. And we've seen um, the numbers improve since the latest results in the first quarter of 2021. Yeah, but based on this history, you know, it's, it's not the stuff that a lot of people are going to be focusing on because it has had. Um, a rocky past, rocky yeah. recent past uh, since the, yeah. since the, um, the, the merger, but it it it, it um, we have written in ICN said about it. The, it. Some of the changes that have taken place mm -hmm. and are taking place. But when somebody has actually made cut cost out of a, out of an operation, mm -hmm. significant cost, then you're probably looking at substantial jump in profits. And when you also take into consideration that last year was a terrible year for many businesses where they lost revenues, um, it means that going into a period where you ought not to have that level of revenue dislocation, you and with low cost, you could be looking at, 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 at nice pickup in profits. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I believe it's one that is going to surprise a lot of people going forward but it, it's you have to do the assessment the analysis and use some some business skills to understand where where some of these things what the implications are for, for many of these many of these companies mm -hmm. um, and look beyond just the current financial statements because um, if we can look beyond the current financial statements we may see exciting multiple increase in, in profits and stock price. I mean, our Jamaican Tees is, is a good relative example of that, where last year or year before last, we suffered from the, well, last year actually, um, suffered from the decline in the stock market and the impact that QWI 
performance had on on the operations. Um, no. But people seem to have partially, not totally, partially ignored the fact of the core core entities in the group plus the, the real estate development, which I think you guys spoke on on an episode that I listened to. Well, a friend of a, a follow of mine, as I told Randy, sent me. He has been speaking to me about you guys wanted me to appear on the program, etc. So I actually listened um, to it and fast forward, fast forward listening. Um, and I got that listener. I, 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 I'll keep it anonymous, but we got that listener. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I was, I was, um, I was hearing your excitement you guys had about the stock split and the and the yes. fact that you guys seem to have been um, coming back from the grave, etc., etc. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the 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 opportunity to to, to, to sometimes pick up little tidbits that mm. gives you a, a wider picture into into the future is 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 all the thing that i i look for um you know in in, in being as i call myself a semi-journalist of sort sometimes somebody tells you says john um rain is falling and that's it that's all he says and you know the rain falls heavily. Maybe somebody who is taught in agriculture, they, they, the farm might be flooded, <laughs> animals get killed, etc., etc. So you have to then take that little tidbit and and put some interpretation on it, yeah. and do your do your homework to, to 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 find out what is really happening in in the marketplace. Yeah. What we call it is we call it that. I say a lot of is that I do a lot of dot connection. Yeah, for yes. connect the dots, yeah, man. Uh, I'm actually, yeah, actually started making that joke back when I used to. I, used to, I give analysts a hard time because I think that typical analysts don't do a very good job of um, actual analysis and recommendation when it comes to local equities. That's my view. Um, that there's a lot of room to improve. And I started making that observation when I was an analyst, um, not for not a not an analyst for the public, but I was a business analyst, <laughs> and I used to make a joke that. The typical analyst is a type that will go outside in the middle of a hurricane with a a, a rain meter mm-hmm. and come back inside and then tell you that well based on current trends we predict a hundred years of rain yes <laughs> and i'm saying you know yes of course the rain meter is full but you have to factor in the fact that you went outside in the middle of a hurricane <laughs> oh, well, not, in, not in this not in the center when the, when the calm is the, uh, not in the eye of the hurricane. The eye of the storm, exactly. Because <laughs> the same analyst will go to the middle of the eye and tell you that, listen, exactly. the storm is gone. No, yeah. Um, and, and hearing you say these things in, in another way has really, I mean, uh, it, it impacted us because Dana and I have been talking about this stuff for years and we've gotten, the response has not always been good. And I know, mm-hmm. yeah, I know just based on some of the responses I have gotten publicly and privately that there you must have faced a lot of the same thing because it's one thing i realized for all these stories that we've heard is that when you are literally setting a trend or doing something that you know is right very often it's not going to be accepted by the masses at first well my my, my theory you know um but Stuart passed the other day and may god bless his soul but 
I had the temerity when he had initiated the, 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 the dollar, the save the dollar initiative, um, initiative yeah. to oppose it. Um, in retrospect, I probably didn't oppose it. If, if, if I were approaching it now, I would approach it somewhat differently, but I would still have approached it, uh, opposed it because it didn't, the situation was even worse because they never dealt with the fundamental issue that was required to sustain the value of the currency. So the government kept on with its reckless spending, um, heavy fiscal deficit at the time, et cetera, et cetera. That just undermined the possibility of the dollar could have been kept. And I said to my, my wife, I said, you know, uh, man must have been a brave or a stupid man. I, they had they had the session upstairs of um, the Pegasus on the top floor. And I felt that boy, they could have thrown me off and Butch Stewart was one of the speakers, you know, at, at the night. I was the only one who, who said it made, made no sense. Um, but one of the things that you, 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 I said to people, if you, if you don't want people to throw stones in your direction, don't go to the public domain. And um, I have always had a, a um, desire. When I was younger, um, studying accounting, I wanted to be, thought I'd become a politician. <laughs> um, but I recognized my, my upbringing um, was one where lies, you don't tell lies, you, you, you don't curse, you don't do terrible things. And, um, and I recognized that, at least that's what I tell myself, and I see evidence of it in the United States at the moment where people are burying their own personal conviction in the interest of a mafia type operation. Um, and I was never brought up in, in that. And I've always been set myself apart from the crowd. Um, and I'll do what I believe is the right thing to do as opposed to doing what I believe people want me to do, um, and 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 that's, that's um, their examples set by my parents. Not maybe in exactly the same way, but in how they um, undertook their own, they lived their lives, and um, and that's the that's the um, that's some of the elements. So I I I will say what I want to say, um, and I've learned over the years to modify how I say some of the things I want to say. Um, so it's not as offensive as I, it would have been when I was much younger. Um, but I do what I have to do. I, 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 I've been blessed in, in, in having an accounting qualification. Mm -hmm. I've worked at KPNG, um, one of the leading accounting firms in this country. And I had a long interest in stocks, and therefore it has it. And I've written about stocks for a prolonged period of time, um, and the economy, and therefore I've gleaned certain things as a result of the analysis. And I keep on, I still keep on learning more and more. It's, it, it never ends. It's, it's, it's just an exciting, um, incredible learning experience that I wish every single Jamaican could participating because there's a rich reward 
for those of us who, who take on on that type of endeavor. So, um, so I'm not worried about. I mean, I, I, I critique. I remember, and if you saw, if you did the research on on I see inside here, you'll see where we'd written an article, I think in 2017 or there about where or 2018, where a major investment house was recommended that people sell and sell burrito in the September or there about of that year. Mm -hmm. We were recommending at the same time that people buy burrito because it was undervalued. So their recommendation sell it at $3 because it was more than $2. And we were saying, in fact, um, I had the good fortune of recommending to a, a person who worked at that same brokerage house a basket of stocks, and one of them was actually burrito. After she must have bought it, she said to me, but but um, John, why tell me why you say burrito? So I presume she meant in, in, <laughs> in giving the auditor broker, the mother said, but why are you buying burritos? So I said, just buy the stock, put it in your, your suitcase, put it at the bottom of the suitcase, don't look on it for a number of years. And when you do look at it, you'll be very happy. Right. Um, so, we, 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 um, so one can stand in line with where the crowd is, or one can can do what you're you're convinced and your training, especially, it tells you is in fact the what appears to be the correct measure, and you just stick with it. Sometimes you you you, you make mistakes, but invariably, if you keep on talking at it, you'll be right. And just move on. Yeah, I so like that. Each person has to do their own thing, and um, you know, we, we will comment on various things from time to time. But we can learn from others to see what people are not looking at. Because one of the beautiful things about investment, if if broker A say don't buy the stock, and broker C don't buy the stock, and and and, and one broker buy the stock, and you can look at it and see what the rationale is. Therefore, okay, you might have to wait a little longer for the payoff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Once you have done enough homework to tell you what the factors are, mm -hmm. um, you know, it just happened that in the case of Barita, Barita, because of how the company was managed, um, and, and you know, you guys on the on the podcast that I listened to, you recognize the virtue of trying to to satisfy shareholders. Um, many managers or management believe that their sole responsibility is to the bottom line of the company. Um, as far as I'm concerned, my responsibility is to the bottom line of all stakeholders, right? And a factor that is of import in a Jamaican scenario, I compared Trinidad, for example, Trinidad at one stage was trading more stocks than we are. But they have done nothing for their shareholders, mm -hmm. right? Um, which is why their market, which is why their sorry. market is. I think, in my view, that's part of why the market is so dead. I, I didn't get that. I think, in as part of my view, is that that's part, that's a huge part of why their market is so stagnant, so dead. It is, it is, because you, you, so keep, much. you keep you keep individual investors out of the market by mm -hmm. having stocks that are are, are overpriced. I mean, when you look at it, the, the GDP per capita of Jamaica is, I don't know, call it six, seven, eight, or whatever it is. 
Trinidad maybe 15 or whatever. It might be two, it might be three times. Yeah. But you have a typical stock in Jamaica, um, NCB $8.50, TT dollars. In Jamaica is $130. dollars um, is is um it's 160 dollars Jamaican or something, yeah, something in that region, 160, 170. Um, so the typical stock in Jamaica at that price, people find it challenging to be attracted to it. And and NCB is one of the cheaper stocks in Trinidad. Um, Republic Bank sells for 134, $140, TT dollars. Really? So multiply that nearly 3,000 Jamaican dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, and normally stocks are selling in the, what would be the equivalent of a thousand Jamaican. And, and only a few shares are sold yesterday, what? 300, 400,000 shares were traded in the market. Um, so <laughs> so that people are not interested in providing um, the all investors with the best value. I mean, the United States, people are used to stocks at a thousand and two and three thousand dollars. But Apple split the stock from what, 400 dollars, are they about to 200 odd dollars? And the market was happy about it. They drove the stock price up, yeah. um, and they did the same thing with with with, with Tesla and, and their sales. So mm-hmm. it just tells you that in any market, there's a price that people don't find the average person is not going to find attractive. Right. And, and, value. Right. And therefore, you pay dividends. You you if the market loves stocks, better you want to have also liquidity for the market because what Jamaican teased move have done has done is is to is to create liquidity I've, i i might be wrong and i i don't have the physical record but i can't remember jamaica t's having the level of liquidity that we have seen as we have seen in the last mm. two three months yeah um, uh, a lot of investors are rallying to jump to jump to <laughs> sorry yeah. it's a very low stock right now well, I mean, the performance is performance. Be careful of that chart with that with that thing that is not adjusted. I, I don't know why the stock exchange don't don't. Well, this um, chart, this chart is specifically. I this is my chart. It's using the stock exchange data. This is my chart, and um, okay. it is it is adjusted to show you split correctly. But it's done this way for me deliberately because I want to. This orange okay. line, is and so the volumes down here. You are correct. The volumes mm-hmm. down here are much stronger since this. Since announcement of the split, yes, ATM and actual split, we have seen much stronger um, volumes almost daily coming yes. out of out of Jamti. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's um, a question that people always ask, you know, as to why why um, why do a stock split? Why is why why are they doing a stock split? And usually the given reason is liquidity. But I think what people think is almost that you're going to do a stock split and then suddenly sell off all of your shares. <laughs> that, that's not that's not what it is. It's it's to give you at least my view is that it's to give investors an option to be able to sell a fraction of their share. Compartment uh, the share is easier that way. Yeah. Well, the way I look at the, the way I look at it is that um, from my perspective, the and I've come to the conclusion that a, a junior market company ideally should have at least two billion shares two to three billion shares in the marketplace to provide a certain amount of liquidity. Um, So if the stock is undervalued, then the investing public likes it, and that's one way to to actually 
um, drive the price forward. So should we say come back then the inference that in like two to three billion shares and um, Bitcoin is just at half a billion? Sorry, I didn't get that. I just saying, should we then take from that? You're you're saying that you think ideally a junior market company should have two to three billion units. Yes. Should we take from that then a little inference because Bitcoin only has half a billion, half a billion units, five hundred million. Yes. Five hundred. Well, so, the, the the fact of the matter of all things being equal, I don't have is yet at that level for that amount of of, of shares i mean see you're, you're cute you're cute but um that wasn't their their problem um and they are more recently listed you know, in the case of jamaica tees it's listed some some time ago mm -hmm. and um so the 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 um the, but but a billion to two to two to 2.5 billion dollars if you look at what has happened to lasco lasco is one of those groups that tend to trade fairly frequently um and and and, and it came about because of it because when you when you when you have a billion shares and you issue you know 200 million shares to the public um that are relatively small in value um you know you get the top 10 people con control 99 i mean take a company like isp um, the top 10 companies control 97 or, or 98 percent of the of the um of the stock yes but, there's not much trading going on in that and you can see the isp's movement you can see with the big the big jump upwards and downwards because just because of liquidity right yeah, liquidity premium on it basically yeah. yeah i mean start of the year isp has traded twice yeah and look at that jump. <laughs> so, so, so the point is that one needs to recognize if I were if I were at ISP, I would have stopped long ago. Mm -hmm. right? yeah. And I would have advised, I would have recommended because as, as chairman or director, one has theoretically one vote, but one can use one influence. So it <laughs> can only go so far. Right. And in the case of Jamaica Tees, we have we have had we have had three stocks split. So far, you have, right. and, have, and, and it has it has paid off richly. <laughs> um, as in the Anjanti, I think we can drill into that because there, we have learned to to uh, to recognize at least for me, we learned to recognize that the John Jackson companies and um, the John Jackson group that moves like Jamtees and then QWI on the Jamtees. Um, I don't know if I'm I don't know if I have this right. But I'd be I'd probably we're probably most excited about Jamtee currently. So, I be we're seeing. I, I don't even know how to ask this question, Dice. I'll ask the answer how you can. I mean, what what's next for Jamtees? Can we see? I mean, you guys have no need to stay in the junior market now, and I personally think that you have some need to go to the main market because it allows you to raise. We've seen a lot of your, your export improvement, um, manufacturing is a chance, and you know, aging out of the or have aged out of the the um tax break, I think from October 2020, mm -hmm. right? Um, it was June, June or July. June or July, okay. So you're aging out of it, or have you have aged out of it already, correct? Yes, yes. So there is no, no need to remain on the junior, unless you plan to do, which I've also heard rumored by you guys, um, 
a spin-off of your arms or maybe your manufacturing arm. I noticed some things happening with the supermarket arm also. So I don't know, what can you tell us about that? What 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 are you seeing with regards to jam tea? What is the what is the overall view for jam tea? Why should I keep buying more? Because I have a lot. Why should I keep buying more? <laughs> um the the um the the scenario as it stands currently is 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 one that we don't have to we don't have to go to the main market um and we don't have to stay on the junior market um the 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 options and we have discussed it in the past um we have just delayed um because we, we have there's a lot of discussions within the group currently as to various things um, but well what's happening the opportunities that could possibly crop up like in a 2021 with some companies under pressure etc cetera, etc cetera. Um, we don't need to go to the market for capital on the normal circumstances um, because we are net generator generator of capital um, so um, we have limited borrowings so it, it 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 is the ultimate question as to whether one stays or go i think we're going is going to re- be predicated on what is probably best for the company and and, and for shareholders and um I, I think probably before the end of the year if we are if we are to move one will hear um and so it 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 but you know, there are, there are a number, you raise the issue of a spin-off and, 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 and that thing John Mifford had spoke to publicly. Um, it, it's it's something that we have deliberated on. Um, but as I said, there are, there are a number of things in the mix that we have to, we, 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 as a group, we have to sit down and um, determine what it is that we, we want to do and the time frame that we want to do them in um but it's, it's a dynamic environment um you know we have the factory expansion that we have to deal with we, we're dealing with mm-hmm. we're building we're starting a new apartment complex um the yeah it's it's going to be pretty dynamic there, there are you know the investment side. Um, I believe there are opportunities down the road to 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 really expand in that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, all things being equal, so it it is it is. I think going to be an interesting period ahead of us. Um, so, you know, I can't tell you whether profits will be better or worse off for them. I will hope that what steps we do. Um, would be reflect of what we have done in the past, <laughs> and, and and hopefully, hopefully we'll. I mean, I've, I'm not, I'm not a member of the family, but you know, my company and myself, we own a few shares in it, and we have options, or I have options, um, that the better the stock price does, the better. Because better it will be 
hopefully for myself so and my family so that um the objective is really to continue to build the operation and build it into a profitable attractive um enterprise that will keep on adding value i mean if you look at the annual report that is not all but i think it was on the website you'll see where there's some graph in the jamaica these thing where you know what has happened to profits what has happened to to um equity over time and it keeps on looking up and up and i believe the the investment arm is going to contribute considerably you you, you asked the question um my thoughts on the environment currently and um the reality is that when you look historically at the market or market tends to go through a, a period of i thought it was six years <laughs> i did go back and look at looked at it and i find it's more like eight or ten years um but i guess in robust bull market run it's probably about five or six years um and so we have had a break so and and, and we have had a break and the market pulled back considerably so That's i nice. believe with the environment that exists now we should be looking at a, a, a i would expect a fairly decent runoff years and the whole economic policies of the country I maybe mean, we can overcome the, the the ravages on the economy of um of of the pandemic mm-hmm. then it means that things can get back to some level of normality yep. um hopefully tourism can come back roaring and and um, financially fiscally we can we can sort ourselves out if all that happens and we and the pilot of the of the plane keeps the the, the flights relatively smooth mm-hmm. um then what one should be seeing is relatively low inflation relatively low interest rates um and incidentally the the bank of jamaica's target is i regard it as but the only logic i see for it is really to 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 to, to be a part of the equation to reduce the debt to gdp ratio because there's no, there's no other reason that one can logical reason one could put forth to why we would want to target four to six percent per annum when the logic suggests you should be looking at maybe two to three percent inflation per year. Mm. So that the environment is conducive, generally speaking, to continued growth in, in equity values. We've seen a, a, a significant growth in a number of players of computer market um, with the, the, the launch of some of the recent IPOs in the last two, three years. I believe that growth is going to continue once people newer people can make money and see the opportunities are there they will tell their children and, and and the children will tell their children and their neighbor and so forth and bring more people to the marketplace my, my major concern however is the number of apos and ipos that might come to market and drain oh. the market of some level of liquidity and create stagnation in the secondary market so it's, that's an that's an area one to look at um but i see that I see recovery in a number of companies in the main event the express catering the tourism things and we can get back to some level of normality those prices have been knocked down um cpj that's caribbean producers so jetcon 
um, our companies have suffered significantly from the pandemic and others, but if things normalize, they could be candidates for multiple um, appreciation in stock prices. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, like you say, you are really driving your part of the ship to ensure that things, one, however things work out, you win, because even though things haven't quite recovered yet, we we'll see. Bring it back to JamT, and I, I mentioned JamT and QWI because QWI is essentially the investment arm of JamT, as I speak. Um, and you have positioned it in such a way that over the last few quarters, you've really been heading back into profit. We saw, mm -hmm. uh, you know, after you have hit NAV for the first time in, yes. I think, ever. Is that right? Share price. Repeat the NAV question. You got close to NAV. So, where are we talking to you? Let me make sure I have it. And that is now 125 as, as of yesterday, as of Friday. And the prices. So, it keeps, it keeps on rising. Um, the, 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 one of the things, and I guess people have come to the party a little bit late, <laughs> um, but the, the, um, share price has also, for the first time, gotten very close to it. 117 is probably the closest we've seen you get to one. Well, it, it traded as high as 126 during the course of the week. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right? So it went as high as 126. So that at one stage and somebody came in and, and sold. Oh. Um, the, the truth be told is that if you, if you, um, if you are of the view that the NAV will continue to rise appreciably, then those people are not. If I were not an investor in it, then and I wanted a fair amount, I would have little question in buying the buying at a premium to the NAV. Mm -hmm. um, right, because you know, in in our top fifteen forecast. We have the the NAV, not the NAV, the stock price going to about a dollar eighty, uh, which would be a hundred percent year over year. That's a strong thing. I see you've been driven heavily, or well, you took so many different things. You've been driven heavily also by the U.S. market, which you've been playing in. Um, uh, well, let me name go to US. Let me stop and so we pay close attention to you. So I keep this is as is as much as we can. This is your top ten. Holdings at that December thirty first, twenty twenty. So I, I mean, if you may be able to see much detail, the people watching, but it, we see the direction of this line. It is consistently up. You continue to grow. Um, I'm on record, I should say, as saying that you guys demand albatross of Axis Financial. But um, obviously, if you believe in the long term viability of a company, being able to take a stake that early. And that large will it might be found on no, but in five years it might neither be here nor there. Well, I, I, I believe in a medium term. It, 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 it I, I see. I mean, the access December results, although twenty odd cents, um, is better than the September quarter. The revenues are higher than the September quarter. Um, the loan loan the loan figure is, is higher than the loans at the end of September. So they have they have taken significant um, provisioning for loan losses, some of which they are recovering. Uh, so basically, what they need to do is to get back to the stage of of growing the top line, 
um, and if they, if which apparently have started, and um, they, they, they they'll be okay. They um, again, people, many investors just focus on the wrong thing um, because we have NCB in the portfolio. We had Grace in the portfolio for for some time, and and, and Grace didn't perform. Yes, it's not the same size as Access, but. Um, we have had BNS. So there are a number of stocks in the portfolio that have not delivered in the last period of time. Um, but we have, we, have, we, we, we have seen growth of others. So our base has started to move, and I think it will move up substantially um, during the course of the year. Um, we, have, we, we bought Jamaica Tees, and people didn't want it at $4. Mm-hmm. We bought we bought a block of them at, at four dollars, right. four dollars a little bit, um, and that is almost has <laughs> gone up seventy odd percent since since then. We bought yeah. mail at 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 um, under two dollars. We bought lumber depot under two dollars. So we think we have done a a number of moves. We 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 our, our overseas portfolio. Is split in two. One of it is is, is handled by by the broker, smaller portion. Um, his last time I checked on it, his portfolio was had almost doubled um, within less than a year. Um, because you and, have here, we also tried that. So again, just a top ten that you told us. Um, that's what people just see here. So you have from Alphabet. Google, Home Depot, Nvidia, and those are doing what I'm seeing literally just on the day today. So these numbers aren't interrupted for the whole period. Just on the day today, we're seeing four downs. But my own knowledge of the US market is that you are well set in terms of things that are pandemic, not even pandemic proof, pandemic boosted. You know, everybody's at home and online, no Google calls so far. People at home doing more home. Work from home, piece of the house. Home Depot has been a hunting price. Nvidia, Dana and I had a long conversation about Nvidia and AMD mm-hmm. um, because both of those, they made those small chips that we need in our phones, they need the PlayStation 5. And more people. and more and more, they're being bought into stuff. So. <laughs> actually, a shortage, a heavy shortage in the chip market and has been for the last six months. So when I say Nvidia and AMD holdings, I am very, I'm happy to about that. I'd have to sell anybody on Amazon. I'd have to tell anybody on IB, I'd have to tell anybody on Apple. I think maybe the, the, the only one would be Thermo Fisher that jumped out to me. That's a buy. So, so, you know, the things are, the things are, they, they are, they are, um, that side of the portfolio has done well. The Jamaica side is coming, is coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, the access, again, you come back to the whole matter. If you, if you have one stock, it's 10% of your portfolio. Um, then you don't, I think it's probably less than, than 10% now. You don't have to worry yourself unduly about it. I mean, you want it to perform. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the very nature of stocks, one of the reasons why you diversify, you're hoping that your selections will pan out in the final analysis. What has essentially happened to the entire financial service sector is that the pandemic knocked out a lot of, <laughs> lot of the, out, out of the bottom. So had it not been for that, access would not be at $21 now. It would be at a higher price. Um, and the same thing would apply to NCB and, and Scotiabank. Um, and and Lasco, Lasco Financial Services, it got hurt. It's now the results, the last results are, are positive. 
um, very positive and, and pointing in the right direction. So it's it's um, it's it's the the, the so a ten percent holding is not going to necessarily hold down your performance unless it falls and falls sharply. Um, yes, if it moves up, because what happens is that it, it it's one cent is equivalent to about well it depends because your your things are rounded up, but between yeah, yeah. I say nine million Jamaican dollars. And, and and nine and maybe eighteen million Jamaican dollars would probably equate to a one cent movement in the NAV. It's going to vary from as the as the as the value increases. As it's, it's roughly about thirteen thirteen million dollars is equivalent to a, a, a cent in the movement in the market. So if if like Jamaica Tees that has we have thirty million or thirty odd million shares in it. If it moves like it moves, but during the course of it, maybe fifty cents, that alone is probably one cent added to the portfolio. So, um, so while uh, access is something like eight or nine million shares, so if it moves up at the same level or down at the same level, it doesn't have the same same impact. Impact. It's the best because you're jumping the gain so far and jumping at least for this quarter. Sorry, I think you've you've hedged the bet pretty well because the gains mm -hmm. were empty just for this quarter. It's enough to offset any fall in in access, at least at this point that we're speaking. Mm -hmm. You've seen a thirty-four million, a thirty-seven million rise in and the value of and at the point that we're talking, and um and a twenty-three million fall in access. But again. That's a hedge bet, and that's the sort of thing I would want to see. If I'm managing a whole portfolio of things with multiple moving parts, and I have to think in both the near term and the long term. So. I'm not sure I'm, I'm following totally. One of the things that I'm going to give you an, an answer, which may not be the answer that you're seeking. One of the things about portfolios, like Unitrust and ourselves, is that once you have made the loss, you have made the loss, and you revalue the assets from day one. So it's not the fact that you bought it at thirty-two dollars, and it's now at twenty. Once you have recognized that loss, that's in the past. Yeah, and you start from day one um, with 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 twenty dollars or whatever it is. And we have to bear, we have to bear that in mind. So it, yes, if it doesn't perform, it has a negative impact or it slows down the, the movement mm -hmm. in the growth in the net asset value. Mm -hmm. But in the final analysis, you know, if, if we have the net asset value has moved from 106 at the end of September to 125 today, right. which is which is um, quite well, 20 odd percent or whatever the, whatever the percentage is. Yeah, How much? 18%. Yeah, okay, nearly 20%. Um, so if you, and that is two months, sorry, that's, well, that's since, since then. Um, so we are, we are just seven, five, four months, four and a half months into the new year. So that's equivalent to, to 80% for a full year if, if, if the trend continues. Mm -hmm. So we'd, we'd have moved from a, a $1.06 to $2.12 
at the end of the end of the calendar year mm -hmm. if that trend or well fiscal year calendar whatever it is that that trend were, were to continue so we'd have actually surpassed our highest net added value ever yes mm -hmm. by some degree and if we keep you know if you do that and keep on growing it then then, then at, at roughly the same pace by next year you know we, we had two three dollars or, or somewhere in that vicinity so um, and maybe at that time, access will come back, and access may well come back with roaring and add even more boom to the to the performance. Definitely. Yeah. 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 What I was showing was because you see, you have a different view from the inside. So what we are doing, what I do here is I literally just watch it each quarter. You are actually, as from my internal view, and obviously you would also know the intra buys that you have done at the start of the quarter. But from my view, I am seeing an overall the top 10 elements in the portfolio, at least the TMD side of it, is already up to 6.6%, which is an extra 61.5 million. So that's what I was looking at and saying that even at this point, everything else is more than cushioning it. So you are well, you're well ahead. Was, yeah. Yeah, I was calculating based on what you see adding at the end of December 2020, um, and what that amount is worth currently, it, it is worth $37.8 million more currently than it was at the end of December, and the okay. is worth $23 million less. So I'm saying the jam tea is more than hitting against anything in the access. I would still have another $32 million from GTA, another $32 million from Mailpack. Um, and those three things I mentioned all three of those uh, no because and I'll, I'll also throw carb cement in there because I'm also expecting great movement from all four of those things for various reasons. You know, Mailpack has strong business that they've been seeing since listing and for last year. And GK I think is about to surprise a lot of people with a lot of moves. See so them going to the merge the M and activity over the last few months. They bought insurance. <laughs> we made quite a bit of money off. Because all the value that was found and seen there was, you have to look at the business and understand what's happening in the business. And then yes. Ahead, and his past performance is not a good base to get from because who he was two years ago is not who insurance now. That's correct. Yeah, and so that that allowed me to um, I, I, as a great let's get this off a lot of people for some reason me seeing and saying it, but we have seen where the share price I was buying it at a dollar, two dollars, three dollars. It went all the way up to eight, nine dollars. We benefited from that. Um, right to share benefited from that. Are still benefiting from that, and I, and they're about to report no, and I suspect they're going to report either profits or last time. Profits. Yeah. A reduced loss. A reduced loss. Yeah, yeah the last last year in this quarter, the quarter that reporting now is terrible. It was a four hundred and something million in one quarter, and come out the come out of the trade in the months. That's also good. Exactly. I have some details to write back. Who know? GK themselves have been making some crazy moves. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they buy another company very quickly, another listed company or two very quickly. And remittance is just working in their favor right now. Yeah, remittance is that heavy spike in remittance has helped them. 
Um, reorganization of their food business has helped them. I've been looking at CPJ heavily. I wouldn't be surprised if, if they buy CPJ if it doesn't do it. Um, I guess that's not going to happen, but, but um, <laughs> um, there might be elements of cooperation between the two parties. But, um, because they've been working together on a few projects, and really and truly, CPJ don't have much choice today. Well, they, they have choices, um, but they, 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 you can rationalize some aspect of your operation if you think it's beneficial. Okay, so like you're, you're definitely not saying something. Um, well, I don't have all the, all, all, all of the things, but I, my understanding, as you said, that they're cooperating some some elements of it. Um, they, I mean, it's it's not an impossibility. Sometimes things are there and people are not talking and suddenly you know if people find that overnight there there may be opportunities that never really um focus on and people change their mind ah uh, i get you well either way you do it's in great in a great space and you have a strong holding in them and they are probably one of the most undervalued stuff on the exchange currently on a period anyway yeah, but yeah. one of the, one of the things that one of the things that we have to just a small point. Mm -hmm. What you will find, and it may not have existed so much in, in the December quarter, um, and it probably it, well, the off the offers of the offers on access, the offer prices have actually declined. Mm -hmm. Some large amounts. They were at $26, $27 some months ago. They are now at $24, $25. And, and what used to happen is that, and it's not just access, it happens to, there's a window dressing scenario that takes place at the end of the month, every month. And um, when you compare, for example, so our quarterly results will reflect values, in some cases inflated, because the bids and the offers are adjusted, or the prices are are. Um, uh, there are some adjustments at the end of the uh, end of the quarter, end of the month, mm -hmm. that you see in stock prices, and mm -hmm. therefore you see in the case of access, access values will spike two, three dollars um, at the end of the month, and. As a result of that, you 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 will compute and say, well, next mid mid month the values have actually gone down by by twenty thirty million dollars. Um, and it, well, yes, that's so, but it really hasn't changed very much from what it has been for the last several months. Mm -hmm. um, and yes, it might in the month move might help help, help the nav, but. Yeah, ultimately, investment is not a is not a short term thing. It's it's. A, I mean, sometimes it is, but when you when you hold millions of dollars shares, um, it's oftentimes a longer term, medium term endeavor, and one has to focus on some of those things. So, once you have the investment, the question one has to ask oneself: um, Should you get out of it if, if it's not likely to perform very well in the short term, or do you hold it? And, and the problem with an access, if you get out of it when things turn around, it's not like an NCB or, or Scotia or even a Grace Kennedy where you can come in. I want to use Grace, but Scotia or NCB 
where you could the liquidity is such that you could come in and get a fair amount mm-hmm. or you can source it more easily mm-hmm. um, but there's no reason why access should not earnings should not get back into the three dollar to four dollar region within a year or two all things being equal uh, of course and of course and that's what i'm saying you have to we have a, i mean a lot of retail investors listening to the show but we have to make allowances for the fact that you are not necessarily managing things as a retail investor mm-hmm. you have to, yeah you have to you have to have a basket of goods that you, you manage properly and, and with that point it's good i'd like to know how do you feel about the the retail investment um right before you go to the retail investment because one of the things that you want us to bear in mind i mean i i'm the chairman of the investment committee and i'm following the stock market both locally and overseas on a, on a daily basis but even then you know the way where things are that one the, the even the local market that has what 100 odd listings mm-hmm. um the way the the, the the platform is it's not as easy to to observe trading the way it was some the nasdaq system comes with mm-hmm. a lot of benefits is stable mm-hmm. um but it's not a platform for observers mm-hmm. you can't you only lucky to see your trade has gone through um mm-hmm. other ones it would have a light up you could set up you could light up you could see um you can look back at what the last trade was easily this one mm-hmm. it's just not it's just not possible uh, so it comes with a lot of advantages, a lot of disadvantages for observers. And then mm-hmm. you can't set up, I can't set up a platform, I can't set up a things for, well, I, uh, I guess the favorite you can set up, but that, there are limitations. So in the world of platform, platform I had a junior market um, screen and I had a main market screen. So it's easy to flip between one and the other. Um, I'm not getting a sense when you set it up the other disadvantage if i if i click on a thing in my favorite and somehow it accidentally clips remove <laughs> it just you have to reload it um, oh, wow. reloading it i have it in, in in a certain order so if, I, if it's a junior market thing which is on the top of my list and i and i delete it mm-hmm. i have to go through a long cheaterous process to get it back into into the place that it should be so it's not a it, it, it is it's a need to be some work done on it so people can see what in the whole system has a stream and thing that show you what stocks are traded or whatever this one doesn't doesn't provide that type of nice so it makes it so things are happening you're not even aware of it although you're supposed to be observing the market um mm. u.s market is a big market so unless you have the stock as as um highlighted to, to watch it um just just you, you can't you just can't pay unless you tell the thing to to give you give you send you an alert if something particular has happened um so it it's and therefore that restricts you in certain some of the things you can do mm-hmm. um or investment committee generally speaking meet once a week and in between we may we may if something happens we may um we confer with each other and may make a decision but mm-hmm. uh, it, it's it's 
as an individual, well, it's like an individual, you know, you they, they watch the market after the market closes and say, all right, the stock has gone up. Maybe it's close to where I want to sell, let me sell. Um, so it, it, there are some of those restrictions that exist in when you you can move. And I say they will matter of getting volumes in certain stocks when you want to get it, when you think it's a time to pounce. The opportunities may not always present itself. So yeah. even some of the stuff that are like Alaska and a lot, if you want to get to the price, you want to get it at because mm-hmm. you might be able to get this volume. The question do you can you get it at the price that you find advantageous to you? I get you. Um and that's a that's a real thing that you bring up there with the, the platforms affecting you. Um you'd have seen so much of the platforms change over the years. Even Danai, I, I tell Danai like just Certain problems never existed when even I started, right? Um, and yep. we, as we've gotten new features, we've gotten new problems. The, <laughs> I learned this. I learned the circuit breaker rule, and it was a very clear thing to me when yes. I started. Circuit mm-hmm. breaker rule has grown and grown and grown and grown to the point now where I wonder if it. The, it and I'm not sure if it serves the purpose it should anymore. It doesn't serve any purpose. There's <laughs> not one. Nobody can point me to. Let me give you an example of how useless the circuit breaker is. Cement company put out their September results towards the end of October. Mm -hmm. Big jump in profits. Yeah, huge. That normally, I remember when. The results out. I'll get my gleaner or observer to see. But it happened that week that I I just didn't <laughs> I didn't remember. Mm-hmm. So on when I opened my platform, I saw the bid up at fifty odd dollars. I said okay. something has happened, and then okay. it dawned on me that they put out the results. So I got the paper and looked at it, and so it was. And I immediately wrote an article on the results and I released it during trading. Mm-hmm. And the stock was was frozen because of the move in the price on on the Monday. And so you'd have thought that's a logical situation where a price has gone over fifteen percent. Mm-hmm. They would get information to the investors, right. and those results never came to the market until either the Wednesday or the Thursday. Yeah, yeah. As you say, scalp cement. Yeah. Those are you. Those are you listening who present in the market would know. Scalp cement often releases the results, and you can get it on their website. Sometimes you can get it on the Trini market. You can get it all over, and then oftentimes days later, it's on the JSE. Right, so and, the information is not in the public domain, and you 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 stop the stock trading for one hour, presumably get information to tell you why the stock has jumped, and yet the market the investors don't know. Mm-hmm. Yep. No change. The whole point of the stop never make any sense. Why? Yeah, right. Yeah. So the 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 other factor is that even if you want the circuit breaker rule to be there. What it, it, there's no need to freeze the stock from trading for now. And what it does in the last hour of trading, if you freeze it at midday or, yes. or 
or 11.59, you can't trade again for the day. It doesn't make any sense in a small country where information, I mean, in, in my days, you didn't have, the early days, you, didn't, you, you had telephone. And so if you wanted to get a message, you have to get to a landline to call somebody to get information, mm -hmm. right? Um, and then it morphed into one in which before digital came, some people had cell phones, some people didn't have cell phones, right? So, uh, and of course you had fax, right? Now, information can, can, can go relatively, but you see part of the problem is, I mean, one of the issues I have, if you went back to the junior market report on the stock exchange, then you can pull it up. Um, for about three months, they were claiming, not on my one, the stock, Jamaica Stock Exchange, they were saying that 40 stocks, junior market stocks traded every single day. So if you go back sometime in December or 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 um or, or November, even the market report. The market ah, summary. Yes. Summary yes, report. Yes, yes, We're yes. saying 40, 40 securities traded. Mm -hmm. And it was consistently 40 every day. And it, I think you have 40, 40 or 41 um ordinary shares listed on that market. <laughs> right? Uh, um and and, and Nobody pays any attention to it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we have, we have a situation where I use the, the trading data um, on a daily basis and update reports. Um, and some days, there's one day this week where um, I can't remember which company traded, Scotia Bank, Scotia Group. It traded, they said it traded like 60. Well, the, the, the actual NASDAQ said 62,000 shares. In actual fact, it was 80,000 shares or something like so. Um, and so you get those ugly disparities taking place and, and um, one is not getting the sense that there is that quality control that ought to be there to spot these things and make sure. So, okay, fine, your system throws up errors, but at least you'd expect to see some note being put on the website to say, listen, we're having some problems with these things, bury us until we get them fixed. There's no such no such message, no, nothing. And that's not the way to operate uh, markets. You need to, you need to, if something is wrong, you need to try and identify and tell people what is wrong and that's being worked on. I agree with you, it's something that I've also, brought up we've brought up many times on this um and i think it steps on a couple of toes when you do it when well, at least when we do it um i can tell you i can tell you personally i have been told that it steps on toes because i've pointed out those things but my thing is that listen it's not a friend thing or a job it is at the end of the day this is like people's money like i have either lost money or not made money because of poor information or a rule that has changed and nobody nobody tell the public it changed just it changed yeah, but part of part of management is that you need to look at you create rules and you re-examine them i mean you know look at what is happening in the united states at the moment i mean what has taken place over the last four years mm -hmm. dictate that some people are who are sufficiently alert and, and concerned if they are in a position to will change the rules. So some of the things that have happened 
you minimize because you can no longer rely on the integrity of people um, the way it was some years ago um, to do the right thing. Um, and if we, if we, the truth of the matter is that Jamaica is the foremost capital market in the Caribbean, if I may say so. And if you want to build, build a system um, and have integrity, we want foreigners to invest in the system. There are so many things that are not right with our with our system. Um, you know, you have you have players um, creating agreements and breaching the agreements, and 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 all sorts of things taking place, and um, and and it's as if there's no recourse. But I wouldn't say there's no recourse. But you know, we we can't build a system where you are forcing people to be fighting constantly to. To, um, for the right things to be done, um, and and um, you know, I, 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 the minister, the minister spoke to the issue of APOs and things being marketed like lollipops or whatever. I'm not sure that's all the market lollipops, but um, I say more like ice cream or whatever. Um, yeah. but. I was going to write an article, which I probably still will write if I get the time to, is that the trustees in bankruptcy has taken control, have taken control over CMP Industries. Um, because CMP Industries, the majority shares were bought by Cash Plus, the people who owned Cash Plus or Cash Plus operations. And that has gone on for how many years and shareholders have not had the, there's no AGM, which is in breach of the, the Companies Act. There's no financial statements, which is in breach of the Companies Act. Um, and, and nobody, the company is a profitable company and it has outside shareholders. And, 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 and these people have taken control over the entity and don't provide the investing public or the shareholders with relevant information. Uh, yeah. it, was, it was profitable. Nobody knows what has happened to the profits of the company. Nobody knows what has happened to the cash resources of the company. Um, has the trustees in bankruptcy taken all the money, which doesn't belong to them? You, you know, so, so, so Minister Clark is right, but he needs to also ensure that his house is in order. The government, government entity cannot, we can't have a government, we ought not to have a government entity that is in violation of the law. Agreed. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Um, and you said this is CMP Industries? CMP Industries, right? Um, the trustees in bankruptcy has it, as, and, and no shareholders, I mean, it was listed on the market um, prior to it being delisted um, back in the 1990s. So, or the 2000 period, whatever it was. Um, profitable, own property on Marcus Garvey, drives has rented out, oh. shareholders don't, can't get the information. Uh, we have Goodyear that was being liquidated, Goodyear, the, 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 the liquidators had the money in current account. Um, and up to now, people don't, can't get final payment for the, out of the liquidation and the money was, was, was in cash. Yeah, so so there's a lot that needs to be done with the sector, with the industry, um, and people are not 
there's not sufficient attention being paid to, to sorting out some of the mess that exists. I agree. And I think I'm seeing a lot of the, the, the effects of almost you need to have the crowd understand why something is important. Because when I started talking publicly about it, I tell people, listen, things should be better, blah, blah, blah. And it, it sounds very good and what you're saying makes sense. But if a man or a woman listening doesn't see how it affects them, they probably just ignore it. So like when I used to complain about getting proper advice from your advisors, um, you know, getting analysis, proper strong analysis and recommendation, as compared to people not investing. So they don't, I mean, you say you're saying, but it not sound good, right? Um, now that a lot more people have started to do it, they've realized that, wait, so who is the person that's out here telling me about it? Who is the person advising? And they've started to see what you're pointing out and what I think Minister Clark was talking to. It's a real issue that I think it's going to take a couple of maybe companies, people companies, having, I think a couple of lawsuits going to have to happen. Let's be clear. I think a couple of lawsuits are going to happen, and then yes, people start fixing up. You'll see people start pulling together, um, and it's obvious across the board. I'm not casting aspersions on any one thing, but we've said it to other people. I say to you that we can tell when there's a John Jackson company, you know, because one, the number is not hard to go through. It's a very clear format. It's after the if you get the feel out of companies that they're not talking to the shareholders, like if you're not a minor, if you're not a, one of the top shareholders, then you don't really matter. Yeah. We're used to a certain standard from the companies that you're attached to. And I think that's largely because you're, you're an investor yourself. So you know what you know what you want to see in a report. Other companies, they, they really seem to cater to the the, the people that listed it, the, the original owners of the company. So you're not really getting certain information. So like, you feel like there's a sort of like asymmetry. If you're not in the company, you're not understanding it as well, just by looking at the financials of the company. What I would say, you're, you're probably correct, but one of the things that I, comments I would make is that I've seen over the years that some of the things that we, we and I use, we not necessarily mean in Jamaica Tees. Um, some of the things that, um, have come to the market uh, in terms of information or style. Mm -hmm. uh, I've seen a number of companies adopting them. So I see, if you look at Jamaica Tees, we try and give you some analysis of the financial, the, the, the balance sheet, the PNL. Um, simple analysis, but it, it, it saves the the investor from having to go and take a calculator and try and do calculations. Um, and I see where, so we, we talk of the cap, the, the, the income state when we speak to the the balance sheet and some of the items or um, statement of financial position and try to give people some sense as to what some of the major movements, what caused some of the major movements in the, and, and, and that's especially coming because of my own personal in, in, in analyzing financial statements you know it would be nice if you see something out of the ordinary happening that the management who, who, who has more knowledge or more intimate with the data could provide you with answers rather than if you have to take up a tele telephone call and call them and find out why is this so or wait you go to AGM or something like this sort to get those answers so yes I, I, I've put some of my own personal idiosyncrasies 
in, mm -hmm. into those courts yeah. um, and influence them in, 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 in quite some way um, where possible. And, and hopefully, I'm... hopefully it, it, it is setting a standard that you know, others can see the example and, and, and try and contribute. And I've seen it. I see Honeybun, um, if my MRI showing improved commentary in some some instances and so on and so forth so um i was talking to jason morris the other day and um about his report signals and what is indicating that you know they have tried to give investors a lot of information so they can digest it and get an understanding as to what's happening and where they're going yeah, and that works. And it's funny enough, Danana has spoken about Cygnus on this show many times because we say that Cygnus is one of the few companies whose MDNA, the management yes. discussion and analysis, is actually useful to us. Right. Yeah, as in we actually read it and it provides context. Yours, things do it. No, my personal method is I, I read the MDNA last. I, yes. read the, I go through the, 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 the financials first, I get a, my own view. And then I read the MDNA to hear what the company is saying about these numbers. Well, that's well, uh, that you have copied my style because I, <laughs> I, I, I tend not to want to go to, to somebody giving me. I yeah. mean, one of the things, if you look at my Jamaica T's or whatever report, the, the typical director's report start off, directors are pleased to present. Yes. Event the thing there, and I'm saying, but why am I pleased to present? Officers <laughs> <laughs> down and his because I know you know I, there there are certain companies that have reported losses, and that we are pleased to present two hundred million down. Like right, and I'm saying I don't want to tell, so I move away from that and try to identify. Um, some news I, i'm an optimist by by nature mm -hmm. so unless i particularly want to send you shocking news i'm going to try and identify some positive things that i believe people you know i just got a report and the things start off boy the pandemic this and the yeah. that was the pandemic i say you can't find something in the stuff and put out the most pleasant bad news you can have. <laughs> because once you start out that way, people are not want to read the first couple of lines and not point any further. So we're for bad news. <laughs> we waste all the time and the effort to, to do the report. Um, so I guess in a sense there needs to be a a course, some training session to to to, to help people to focus. On, on 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 putting these things together, right? And because I found that too often people just, oh yes, this is traditionally what happens. So we're gonna see it. Yep. See it. And I said to people, I mean, you know, I get things coming. And I said, but I don't want to say that to, to, to the shareholders. I don't have to say it to the shareholders, right? Um, I mean, you guys have gone through the the access thing, and I'm saying, yeah, people are focused on access. Why do we have to focus on the access? Um, we've made it. We, we invested, and 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 we made a conscious effort to to to, to buy. We never even get all that we ordered to to, to buy. And really, it happened that um, you know when we bought it, the price moved up. We bought it at thirty-two. It was at forty-something dollars, and then 
the price, the price came down, and then you have the pandemic that made it worse. Yeah, but and it, 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 the truth is, if you, you if your values are improving, mm-hmm. and if you're satisfied that that is going to go there, the thing has stabilized, so you move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, people are, if people want to hear from us as to what we're going to do with it, mm-hmm. and we convince that that is important, uh, then one may deal with it. But even for my style, I'm not necessarily going to. Well, it depends on where what, what wants to be done with it. But you know, as I said to people, we don't have only one non-performing investment in there. So if you start to talk about one, you might have to talk about all of them. Uh, and what is important at time is the moving. If see when things are moving in the right direction, then one can focus on that. If things are not moving in the right direction, then you have to start to tell your shareholders mm-hmm. what are the actions you're going to take to deal with things, and you might then have to deal with the individual ones. Listen, if we are not already done so, we're looking at getting rid of this or getting rid of some of them, um, and redeploying them elsewhere. I like that. I like that sort of proactive i like i like that sort of proactive management um and well it brings me back to the retail investor point because we're now facing a market with the strongest retailer base that we've had before i've heard don't hold sprinkle salt on these numbers but i've heard numbers of fourteen thousand j trader users and j would mean that these are these are active people trading from their cell phones or from their um computers themselves yes which then means that the retail base now has more power than it has had in, I don't know if maybe ever. And that's a yeah. fair, I think that ever, I think is appropriate. Word. Yeah. And then that then speaks to companies now needing to speak like you're speaking to everybody because you don't know. I personally, I'm not going to go to every AGM. I don't, I don't, not often is there a need to go to every AGM, but if I have a need, I will go. Other times, I might read about what happened there. I read it in the financials. I yeah, well, my, my recommendation for AGM, I used to go to AGMs regularly. And, mm-hmm. and one of the advantages of going to AGMs is the opportunity to rub shoulders with the movers and shakers of mm-hmm. industry. Right? True. So um, I tell this story. Uh, um, my first article on Grace Kennedy was done years and years ago, as you probably uh, mm-hmm. would assume. Mm-hmm. And my first article is something that sticks in my mind. I don't remember the contents of the article fully, but <laughs> but what's stuck in my what's stuck in my mind is that I had put a call through to the company that I wanted to do an article, and I wanted to have met with met with. Carlton Alexander. Mm-hmm. So I put the call through maybe on Monday morning, what have you, expecting fully well to be told by a secretary that, first of all, who are you, where you're calling from, etc. And, you know, Mr. Alexander can't talk to you, you know, he's busy. Um, and maybe you might want to call back in a few weeks or, or he'll call, call you back in whatever. Um, so I went unprepared for any instantaneous encounter with the gentleman. <laughs> I, um, I called, said, lady said, let me see if he can talk to you. 
-hmm. And in seconds, I was speaking, the man was speaking to me. And it's, you know, so I said, well, I wanted to write an article, do an article. I'm in the process of doing an article, so I wanted to, to have an interview. And he said, when do you want to come? And of course, I wasn't prepared. I had no time for him because I expect the thing to be somewhere down the road. <laughs> and in a few days, I mean, I called Brett and, and told him maybe next week or whatever it is. Went down to the article and he said, well, it's the first time anybody but the, the, I contacted them. But the, the, the thing is that here is a man that was a super business person in the society. Mm -hmm. And I was able to get through to him no layers and layers of secretaries to go through. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I got my interview done in, in no time at all. Um, and that, that um, but, you know, so the ability to go to AGMs, because the directors don't, most people who are, if they go there, they have an opportunity to, 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 to discourse with them. Mm -hmm. It makes you, if you have to try and get information from the company, it, it, it provides an opportunity that once you put the call through, the person knows who is, who is calling. Uh, and is prepared, all things being equal, to entertain their questions. And it's something, as well as to intermingle with other investors. Yes. Um, because it, 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 that the whole matter of investment is not purely what I know, but it's also what other people know and what you can, you can, or you can interact with them and get information from them that may be useful in, in, in investment decision making. I love that. Hi guys, Randy just reminding me again that what you just heard was part one of a two-part thing. Um, we didn't want it to go too long, so we edited it to give you a lot of the gems, but not keep you bored, right? Um, I hope you enjoyed the conversation. There's more to come. If you liked it, like, subscribe. Um, if you listen to us and not watching us on YouTube, feel free to subscribe or share with a friend. Or if you listen on Apple, five stars, <clears throat> leave a review. Thank you really, I hope you enjoyed it and look out for part two coming up soon, alright? Yeah, double homicide. Earn anything, bro.